the Titans, the Mount Rushmore players we all know the names of. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers. Then there are the Giants hoping to join this group. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Nonetheless, you can't forget about these new guys hoping to dethrone everything those that came before them created and blaze their own trail into NFL history. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Mac Jones. Men that won't let you forget who they are. And if you do, they'll be more than happy to remind you. This is the show where we'll talk about all those legacies and so much more. We'll follow these storylines from the beginning of the season all the way to the climax of the Super Bowl. We'll see Giants fall and watch new men who you never expected to take over stand tall. Through adversity and victory, the NFL has it all. We will cover every minute of it here. No buts about it. Hello, it is Saturday. We have been watching the NFL draft here in Steubenville, Ohio. Chuss has been watching it from his basement in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And uh, we're going to do a little recap. We got rounds one through three that have already happened. Round four is going on right now. I'm watching it to see if anything big happens. Haven't seen anything notable so far since we started recording. But... There has I been mean, some... kind, kind of. I mean, I, I would say Stetson Bennett getting drafted by the Rams is kind of relevant in some aspect just because uh, Homie was supposed to go in, like, the sixth or seventh round. He wasn't supposed to go that high. So I feel like that was a surprise for me because, you know, I mean, granted, the Rams definitely need a quarterback that or some quarterback help considering, you know, Stafford's getting a little older and stuff. But I didn't expect them to go Stetson Bennett route. I feel like that was kind of an interesting move, in my opinion. I feel like everybody else has been on par. Yeah. I felt like Stetson Bennett was a stretch. And then literally like 10 seconds later, they were like, oh, and we got a trade. Uh, the Eagles have just acquired DeAndre Swift, another bulldog. And I was like, oh, okay, Philadelphia. We should just uh, convert you guys to becoming the Philadelphia Bulldogs, considering they have like an insane amount of Georgia mm-hmm, Bulldog mm-hmm, mm-hmm. members on their team. But you know what? That's, you know, I mean, here nor there. That didn't happen while we were recording, though. That happened before we started recording. So, well, you said, well, you said, you were like, nothing really exciting has happened up until this point in the fourth round. So I was just mm, emphasizing that. I don't I think that's what I said. I don't think that's what I said. I don't think. I think that's what that's what I interpreted. I personally. said I don't think. I said nothing has happened since we have started recording, other than Yasir uh, Ab- yeah. Abdullah being drafted. But anyway, I guess since you've already touched on Stetson Bennett and DeAndre Swift, we'll talk. We'll start off with that. The Stetson Bennett pick was an interesting one. I, I'm not surprised that the Rams drafted him. More so surprised that they drafted him when they did. Uh, Stetson Bennett is a guy that I personally consider a career backup. He's older. I think he's like 25 because he has the COVID year. And, yeah, I mean, people will say, and I know that you're probably going to use this in his defense, he has the national championships. But if we're being back honest. Back-to-back. Back-to-back national championships. But if we're being honest, he has the national championships, or Georgia has the national championships despite Stetson Bennett, not because of Stetson Bennett. Oh, no, I I agree with that statement, but I I think that because of his experience with that, I think it can help. I mean, I I don't think necessarily – I mean, he could be a career backup, but I think that Stetson Bennett definitely could start somewhere and do relatively well. I don't think he would be some sort of like generational talent like some of these other players 
are expected to be. Like, I feel like a lot of some of these players that got drafted in the first round, some of them, I mean, I don't want to say any of them, like, specifically, but I know a lot of people are, like, really high on, like, for example, like, Jalen Carter, um, you know, even, like, a Bryce Young or a Stroud. I mean, I guess some people have even talked about AR being, you know, generational-type quarterback. Um, but, I, I mean, I, I think that, you know, I don't think Setson Bennett will be generational per se, but I definitely think that if he is given a start or given a chance in L.A. or anywhere else at some point in his career, I think he could be, like, a very decent quarterback, maybe even, like, a Kirk Cousins equivalent or, like, a Tannehill, someone that does really good, maybe not get their team to that next level. But since he has playoff experience, we really don't know yet. I mean, there's a lot of – unknowns but we're gonna just assume that the rams run with matt stafford obviously they're not gonna run with stetson bennett i would assume not i mean i feel like that would be a little silly but i mean he'll be there and for all we know he could just be really good i mean hope for him yeah i mean i'm not i don't think he's a bad quarterback obviously he's at the nfl level and my mock draft i believe most specifically the one that i did on the cardinal rule on march 27th was I had the Bengals drafting him in like the seventh round as a backup because kind of what you said, he's already been on that national stage, so he's felt the pressure. And so I wanted the Bengals to get a guy who has been in that situation and they can throw him into the game and he's not going to like freak <coughs> out. You know, he's going he's gonna to be able to play. He's going to know what's going on. That, okay. Having him replace Matthew Stafford, though, I don't know about that. That seems like a little bit of a reach for me. Hey, the only benefit was is they did say that, you know, I mean, we don't uh, we know how his career has gone up until this point. But Dak Prescott was also a fourth round draft pick. So Stetson Bennett could be on a level where he might be like a Dak Prescott. Now, Prescott hasn't really done a ton. <laughs> but hey, you know what? If Stetson Bennett gets to that level, that might be a really good quarterback for the Rams, a team that has an okay team so if i mean if you can make it to a divisional round and lose every single year i mean that's pretty good so well let's kind of let's uh move on to deandre swift and deandre swift is tied up with the jameer gibbs pick who was a guy i wanted the Bengals to get i thought jameer gibbs was gonna be there at pick 28 he was supposed to be an early second late first pick and i was like he's right there we've got him this dude's a great pick Bijan Robinson went eighth overall, and I was like, okay, that makes sense. He's, you know, generational running back. Okay, I can get behind that. But even people were saying, that's way too high to draft a running back. Uh, Atlanta, what are you doing? And I was like, they're going to be fine. I, I did not think Jameer Gibbs was going to go this high, though. And I definitely didn't think he was going to Detroit. They had DeAndre Swift. They had David Montgomery. And then they were adding a guy in the first round with their first pick. I was like, what are you doing? Yeah. I I was like, when I was going through it, I was, I don't exactly remember who I was expecting them to draft. I think it might've been, um, I, I don't, I don't actually remember who I was expecting them to draft. Cause I know it was, I thought it was going to be um, a cornerback or in the earlier part, but then in the 12th round or in the 12th pick, I, I just wasn't expecting that. You know, I just, I, I was expecting them to go more like defensive route. Oh yeah, for sure. Back because I think they could use a lot of help on defense and their running backs aren't bad. I mean, David Montgomery, solid back in Chicago. He played very well there. I mean, granted, he had some injuries and stuff. I mean, nothing that ever really could hold him back other than the injuries. I feel like he was always a solid guy. I mean, even back when you go as far as like Tariq Cohen, whenever he was there with Chicago, I felt like 
that was just a very solid duo that they had running there. I think if you had him running with DeAndre Swift, I felt like Detroit doesn't need to worry about that right now. I mean, they've got him on Ross St. Brown as a wide receiver. Like, they might need to make some adjustments on offense, but nothing huge. Work on that defense. And when they drafted that running back, Gibbs, in the, in the 12th overall, I was like, is that – That's brave brave yeah that's a good <laughs> that's, that's a good word i think it's brave it's to draft it's, a a, it's brave to draft a running back in the first round let alone drafting him in the top 15 yeah it was a very high pick considering like obviously we, we've already talked about Bijan. like we we know that he is expected to be like some sort of generational like crazy player and i mean atlanta drafting him that high i really thought he was going to fall a lot further for some reason i had him falling in my mock draft to like I think the 17th or 18th pick just because once again kind of bold sometimes when you pick a running back in like the first in the top 10 unless they're like dang good and I mean Bijan definitely is dang good but like I didn't know if teams were going to invest in him that hard but then seeing <clears throat> excuse me and then seeing uh, uh, Gibbs going to Detroit in the 12th pick I was just stunned very bold um, was expecting him, like you said, around where the Bengals were going to pick, maybe even falling into the second round. But I was just – it was definitely a very interesting pick. But I guess, you know, let Detroit cook, I guess. The – yeah, so that was a weird one. And then something I didn't expect to happen was the Texans. Texans played oh, yeah, the that... smart, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with that. I, they... I was a little – I was a little – uh frustrated at first because i was like i'm si- tired of seeing the texans on, on they the picked but... cj stroud and then immediately they traded with the cardinals which we knew they were going to do their cardinals were going to trade back cardinals traded back twice like i had them in my mock just saying but um they got will anderson jr as well so they got two great players two top five players out of this draft and uh i don't know if Chuss is lagging right now we were having that problem earlier but Will Anderson Jr. is a generational guy who in a lot of the mock drafts, a lot of the analysts were saying, hey, you have to pick between either a quarterback or Will Anderson Jr. You can't have both. And you know what the Houston Texans said? The Houston Texans said, no, we are going to – we're going to get both. We're going to build a team. That's an insane pick. In my opinion, Will Anderson Jr. is going to be a great player. I'm a big fan of his dad, who played for the Bengals as an offensive lineman. Uh, Will Anderson, I think, is going to be great for the Texans. I don't know about C.J. Stroud. Um, he's He did well at Ohio State, but, you know, Texans have a bad history with developing quarterbacks. Ohio State has had some pretty good quarterbacks come out of it recently though not directly. Justin Fields went there. Joe Burrow went there, but both of them also went to other schools. So C.J. Stroud, I think, is a good pick for the Texans. Um, Will Anderson Jr. is a phenomenal pick. And, okay, now that Chuss is back, we can talk about your favorite quarterback. out of the. Actually, I want to talk about two quarterbacks here because you know more about college, so I want you to tell me something here. First of all, Anthony Richardson, your boy, your favorite player in the NFL draft. If there is anyone you have hyped up more in this draft and said, you know the, who should have gone into the NFL draft earlier, it's Anthony Richardson. That was all chess. I believe he said that multiple times. And then also tell me about Will Levis. He was there 
round no, one. No, I, I, he, hey, hang on, hang on. He, Will Levis was there round one. He was in the building. He thought he was going to be a top 10 pick. The media was telling him he was going to be a top 10 pick. And then he didn't get drafted in round one. And he said, I'm not, I'm, I'm leaving. We're going home. And so he wasn't there for round two. But uh, did you see the memes about Will Levis? No, I, I, no, I felt no. really bad about Will Levis <laughs> so... getting drafted. He reminded me of uh, um, they, they uh, according to you know just storybook stuff and stuff like that. They uh, constantly during like when Aaron Rodgers was getting drafted, they consistently kept showing him in the green room waiting to get drafted, and he just looked so defeated. And it reminded me a lot of Will Levis, where it was just like Will Levis was just sitting in the green room all defeated and stuff, and there was like. Numbers kept showing up where it'd be like, oh, a 1% yeah, he was, he was chance a... he would be here at round pick 20. I'm like, dude, come on, man. 0.0015% chance that he was going to be here. No, he. Yeah, and I was like, this is just sad, man. Like, <laughs> the I just funny, sad. The funny thing about Will Levis, though, was every time they showed him, there was a different girl next to him. Yeah, and but so, we don't really know. One had to have been his girlfriend. His I sister. know which I did my research, as all okay. good reporters do. The girl in the red dress mm-hmm. was his girlfriend. Her name okay. is Gia. Gia, okay. Gia. Um, I believe the other two girls were his sisters. But the meme very quickly became that we are going to draft Will Levis's sisters and girlfriend before we draft Will Levis. Mm. And so, um, kind of, kind of feel bad for him. I mean, you've got all that media going around talking about you're going to be hype, and then a day later, it's we're going to draft your girlfriend. We're not going to draft you. Um, <coughs> well, I mean, they kept showing her on screen. Yeah, I mean, they're very pretty girls. Don't get me. I and mean, they kept showing up like they're constantly. They're very. Oh, yeah, don't get. Yeah, yeah I mean, don't, I'm not. We're like, not making fun of them. They're yeah, very I mean, pretty it, girls, you, but we, it. It was just a funny situation. You, you would situation. expect the memes to come. Yeah, you would expect the memes to come, especially when they're only showing the – like, I feel like the same thing would have happened if it was, like, Anthony Richardson, mm-hmm. you know, or, mm-hmm. like, if AR didn't get drafted, or even, like, Stroud. Like, if he had a bunch of girls with him, any guy and was shown, it would have been a meme. So. Yeah. So, tell me, tell me about um, Anthony – we've talked about Anthony Richardson before. We've got a video talking about Anthony Richardson. I th- – think maybe even talking about him going to the Colts which is where he ended up but uh tell me about Anthony Richardson tell me about Will Levis why do you think Will Levis fell when Anthony Richardson is there who do you think is better did the Colts make a mistake um so you know I mean I'm not super high on Anthony Richardson as I have said in very um, multiple other episodes I, I think that he has some sort of effect right now kind of based on his combine which I know we've talked about briefly just with the combine being um, in a situation where um, kind of similar to Zach Wilson almost kind of, you know, had a really good combine. He kind of boosted up in his draft stock. You know, I, I don't think that Anthony Richardson necessarily overall after watching this tape is going to be a bad quarterback. I just don't think he is going to be on the level that Stroud and Young will be on at the same time because I think AR might take some time to develop in Indianapolis just because he's young. I think he should have t- take the extra year. I mean, he's only a sophomore. He, he I mean, he's going to have he's going to have to take some time to develop. I'm afraid if Indianapolis th- throws him in too quickly, he's going to not do well. 
So I would like for him to be developed behind one of the other guys that they have. They have like Gardner Minshew. They have a couple other guys that they can have like mentor him. You know, I, I think, I think Anthony Richardson is, you know, he's a solid, he's a solid overall player in an aspects. And the reason I say that is just because he's had very big games. He shows that he has a very strong arm. He has different, you know, movement styles and stuff that really show that he could be a very good quarterback. However, in my opinion, I feel like we haven't seen enough of him, you know, and I mean, I feel like he definitely could have taken that extra year to really develop himself. And he might've been even a first overall pick rather than a fourth. I mean, he's getting that bag either way. So good for him. But honestly, we'll see how it goes. You think, but, you think he could have been better than Caleb Williams? I mean, we don't know because... Well, no, we don't know. I just didn't know if you thought he had that potential. I mean, he could have been. I mean, it's one of those things where it's like anything can happen in college because, you know, Kenny Pickett was expected to be a fifth, sixth-round pick by the time his super senior year came around. Then he blew up, just like Joe Burrow. I mean, Mm -hmm. I've brought those two guys up multiple times because they've been two very notable guys that have gone first round that weren't expected to be anywhere near the first round. They are expected to be day three picks. And I think it's... I think it'll be big, you know, you know, like I think it, it, I think this is very big. And I, I don't think that I don't really know where Caleb Williams would have stood against AR. I mean, we'll really never know, but I would like to think that they might have been in the same contention had he awaited a year or two. Real quick. As for Will Levis. Yeah, before but, you move on to Will Levis, the Vikings just drafted UCLA quarterback Dorian Thompson. So okay. that could potentially end up being. Kirk Cousins replacement a year after they drafted Kellen Mond. So we'll see. Uh, tell me about Will Levis though. Why did Will Levis fall out of the first round? So, you know, it's kind of hard to very much, you know, go through the idea of what these GMs are doing. I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. I mean, I really thought Will Levis was going to go to Tennessee in the first round, but obviously he fell and he ended up going to Tennessee anyway. But I really thought that he was going to end up getting drafted a lot earlier but I think just based on just the different stocks and different things, the different stock value and a lot of these other players at the draft at the time, I think just kind of changed the um, – are you good? Yeah, they showed that wrong. I was incorrect because of the stream. The Vikings did not draft him. The Browns drafted Dorian Thompson-Robinson. So another okay. quarterback is in Cleveland. Oh, lovely. Well, good for Cleveland, I guess. Um, continue, continue. But I, I think with Will Levis, I think, you know, I think he, he's kind of similar in a stat line with Anthony Richardson in some aspects. I think a lot of his numbers, like Stroud and Young, obviously were going to go top. Like you knew that there are teams that needed quarterbacks, Houston and Carolina being those teams, and they had the numbers. And they had, you know, and Bryce Young had won Heisman, and there's just been a lot of, amazing things that have happened between those two quarterbacks and I think with Will Levis I think the reason that he fell out was just because you know his numbers are kind of not the same I feel like you know he didn't play for one of those bigger colleges he played for what was it Kentucky I believe Mm -hmm. you know not not that Kentucky's a bad team it's just Kentucky's not on that same level as like Alabama Ohio State some of these teams that are getting like a lot of these players I mean Kentucky didn't have like a phenomenal year like it wasn't like as I always love going back but, to Joe Burrow and Kenny Pickett because of our quarterback comparisons. Um, they didn't have like a 
huge year where they won anything like major like we won the acc championship you guys won the national championship with you know lsu kentucky's kentucky's in the acc as well though aren't they are they in the big um i don't think so are they i don't i i louisville is though Um, maybe that's what kentucky wildcats are i thought we were in like like the are they in the big 10 big i thought they were um I don't know conferences off the top of my head. Let me... They're in the um, they're in the uh, Eastern Division of the Southeastern Conference. So they're in the SEC. Yeah, they're in the SEC. Okay. So okay, I mean that's a good conference though. Yeah, I mean it's a good conference. Very it's just one of those things where I definitely think that it wasn't like he had some bomb year with Kentucky. It wasn't like Kentucky was in any sort of number things where it's like oh, oh you, right. have, you know can you know Kentucky's nationally ranked nine. You know, they're undefeated or anything crazy like that. Like, TCU got a lot of guys getting drafted this year because of how well they did. They put on a performance this year. I mean, after all, they, although they got blown out in the natty, I mean, the fact that they even made it is crazy. So, you know, I, you just don't think of that when you think of TCU. You don't think they're going to make it to that point. It, whereas, like, Kentucky, same thing. I mean, for me, it was kind of like a Malik Willis situation where it's like some of these quarterbacks just kind of went really under the radar. Uh, and like the only one that really like stuck out to me was Kenny Pickett because of you know his like playing style and how well he did and granted he didn't win the Heisman he lost out to Bryce Young who just got drafted first overall this draft I think that you know some of these quarterbacks were highlighted way too high and may have just dropped in value not because of you know who they are or what it was but maybe a team's need was greater and they were just kind of banking on him to fall you know, a lot of teams passed up on him, but a lot of these teams needed other positions, and I felt like they might have not wanted to take the gamble on Will Levis in case he wasn't what they were looking for. Because remember, like, some of these quarterbacks that go in the first round, you have to be careful because sometimes, like, granted, they might play for, like, some random college, and they might be great, or they might play for a random college, go in the first round, and play terribly in the NFL because they're not used to that style. Now, granted, Kentucky is not bad i'm not saying that they're bad because i'm it looks like he lagged again um but yeah real quick before he comes back will Lev the will levis situation is very interesting because he okay so first of all he got drafted by the titans early in the second round but also the titans drafted malik willis last year and they've moved on quickly from him. They've apparently decided that they aren't going to use him as the backup anymore. And I thought that they would go for a guy who was more similar to Malik Willis, more of a mobile guy. Will Levis doesn't strike me as that guy. I see Will Levis as more similar to Ryan Tannehill. I believe this is Ryan Tannehill's last year on his contract, so maybe they're looking for a guy who's similar to Ryan Tannehill because they like the way he played. They're moving on from Malik Willis. I I was never a Malik Willis guy. I I will say that. Like I had something in my stomach that was telling me like, hey, that he's not going to pan out. Um I didn't like that he left Auburn and went to Liberty. That struck me as kind of playing at the higher level and kind of moving down. Um Will Levis the weirdest thing that I've seen about him is that he puts mayonnaise in his coffee and that that gives me a rumbly tummy. That upsets me. 
But what? Wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. Wait, you didn't know this? You didn't. No. What did you just tell me right here? Yeah, you you didn't know this, dude. Will Levis. Will Levis has the weirdest eating habits of like anyone. He puts mayonnaise in his coffee. He did it at the draft. They like showed it on the stream. They're like, it showed him with like a Hellman's mayonnaise like bottle, and he put it in his coffee. Not only that, he eats bananas with the peel on. Uh, I... <laughs> you didn't know that? That was like his whole thing. No. Oh my no, gosh! No, I didn't know that. No. Yeah, no. He puts. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's, that's why Will Levis. That's I why had this he whole, felt like statistic and logical thing. Maybe the players and teams just thought he was a weirdo or something that's why... because he had some weird. A couple it's teams just, did. I, I, I... A couple teams did say that they didn't like his personality. Uh, maybe he just. <laughs> I mean, maybe he just has a weird person. Bro, I mean, some girl finds him really attractive, even with the Mayo habits. So Dude, she probably. Maybe she's woman, the one who. So. Maybe she. Taught him that. Or maybe he doesn't like coffee and she he drinks it for her and really, really just loves the taste of mayo so much that he just puts it in there just to I mask can't. the taste of coffee. I, I can't I, believe like, what, you know what, that. What is, yeah, but what was there? But like, what is there a reason to put mayo in your freaking coffee? Come on, dude. That, there's got to be some sort of like, like science behind that. There can't be just like, it can't be like some people like, I know, like some some of like my family members and people I know put ketchup and like mix it with mac and cheese. I don't personally do that, but like there's a science behind it. it like tastes good for them. Well, but like it's this is but like I know people that do that, but like it's different when it comes to like m- mayo and coffee because that's like a something you that's a topping. Apparently, that you put he's walked inside it back. a liquid drink. He has walked it back. I looked up Will Levis mayo and coffee because I wanted to show you the video, but the thing that pops up is said. Is a quote from him that said, nah, that's just a joke. A stupid thing I did that I thought was funny. I don't actually do it. I'm a one cream, one sugar type of guy. But the fact is, he still did it. And there's also a video of him eating a banana full. Like, yeah. The dude's a menace. But I I think it's interesting. I I don't know who the Titans starting quarterback is going to be next year. Might be Mr. Mayo. I don't know. I don't. I don't. Yeah, well, I think it'll still be Tannehill, but I, I think that uh, Levis might get his chance. I think this is his last season. season when Tannehill. Yeah, but like I think Tannehill. You extend Tannehill. I but I, I'm afraid that Tannehill's. What? Would you extend Tannehill? I think this is oh, Tannehill's last season Tannehill? as a Titan. Oh no! Well, I was gonna say that. Um, with Tannehill, I think that at some point Tannehill is going to get hurt anyway. Like, I hate to be that guy and say that Tannehill is going to get hurt. Like, I really don't. But, like, just based on his track record, okay. I think that start, and I'm hoping if Will Levis shows better ball play, playing style than Malik Willis and shows potential, that they probably will just let Tannehill walk. But if Tannehill plays well, get it's hurt and then it just doesn't do well then they might consider extending Tannehill so I think it's a lot of trial and error based on what's going to happen this season I wouldn't bank on anything just yet I think you'd wait okay okay well moving actually moving on to the very next pick in the second round the Detroit Lions took Sam Laporta who was the second tight end off the board after Dalton Kincaid 
this is another weird pick for me because I loved Michael Mayer. I was all in on Michael Mayer. My heart was sold to Michael Mayer at pick 28, and because of that, I didn't like Murphy. But I've been won over on the Murphy pick. It makes sense now that people have explained it to me. But I was still like, Michael Mayer, what's, why is everyone – why aren't we – why are we not seeing him? He got picked the pick after by the Raiders. Probably actually is a Darren Waller replacement. But mm. I do not understand what the Lions are doing. I do not understand why you take Sam Laporta over Michael Mayer. Michael Mayer, he broke Tyler Eifert's records at Notre Dame at the tight end position. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, the, the problem is, is like, it, it, I don't really know what the Lions were thinking a lot during this draft. Um, I I do I do really like the Brian Branch draft. Yeah, I like that pick. That's a good. Uh, pick. I think that was a really good pick. The fact that he fell that far is crazy to me, but I think that was a solid pick by them. I mean, obviously, you know, working on that defense and stuff like that. But like, I don't know. I feel like Detroit's just like, I don't know who their GM is, but I just don't think he's thinking the right way. You know, like I I Brian think he's Holmes. thinking more toward. I think his name's Brian Holmes. Like, and nothing again. I just don't know what, like, honestly, like, you know, your, um, like, your GM was very focused on the Duke. team needs. Duke. Yeah, I, I, he's very focused. Uh, Steelers, Omar Khan, very focused. Traded up, offensive tackle, you know, got some tight end help. Um, we got Joey Porter Jr. Like, uh, uh, we're getting players to, like, actually, like, help our team a lot. But I felt like. In some aspects, I felt like Detroit was just drafting, you know, who they thought was best available and just like a Madden for fun type thing. Like, I, I didn't feel like they were taking it seriously. I mean, granted, there might be some crazy backstory behind a lot of these players, but I feel like running back and then tight end and not being Michael Mayer, I just – they better see something in Laporte. Like, I, 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 I don't know. I just – very, very shocking. Uh, Detroit kind of stunned me yesterday and the day before. Um, and then they picked Brian Branch, and I was like – Oh, but now you make a really good pick. Like they just, it just was a weird day for Detroit. But the Lions picked all the good. They picked good players. They just picked them in the wrong order, especially when you consider who was still on the board. Yeah, like nobody that they picked is bad. It's just like like Jameer it's Gibbs. Just... You could have gotten him later. Yeah, you could have probably gotten him in the second round, like right around the time that you would have gotten. Like, I, I don't think he would have gone any sooner than, you know, like maybe you guys. Apparently 12. You guys were like. 12th is. Yeah, apparently. I mean, apparently 12, <laughs> but I, I think that, I mean, if they wouldn't have drafted him 12th, I think he probably could have been held out until the second round. For sure. Um, oh, I just got a notification. Um, my boy from Pitt, Israel Abandikanda, Izzy to the Hizzy, just got drafted. By the New York Jets, That'll big make... move for the New York Jets. He is a stud of a running back, breaking all kinds Ooh. of pit records this season. Fifth round sleeper Ooh. running back. He might be a solid guy for the Jets. That right means uh, is he an elusive type guy? Yeah, he's he's a, he's a he's a little he's a he's a tinier running back. Okay, he 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 no, he's that got makes speed sense. on him. He's that... he's kind of like a truck, honestly. For they've, for they've little, got Brees Hall, for a little guy. So that makes sense. Um, that probably means Michael, be... means Michael Carter's out of a job though. Yeah, well, Michael Carter, uh, he, he's hit or miss, I feel like. But Abandikanda, he really, even for, since I've watched him since 2020, like his freshman year, and he is, he's a solid guy. I think I think he'll be a very good uh, running back for the Jets. I just wanted to say that because I'm sure Stan the Jet fan may or may not be listening or watching, but I think he'll be a solid player. He'll That's be, what my dad said. 
That was the text that I got. Thank you to my dad for reporting on that for me. And it came to the Jets in the fifth round. Perfect. Perfect. <clears throat> well, now we can move on to my favorite pick. I When this pick came in, I said – I'd sent you a text. I, I sent you a did. beautiful text. And I didn't even realize this guy. Honestly, I did not realize that this guy was still on the board. I'd forgotten about him. I thought he was gone a long time before. <laughs> I was so happy when this name came up. I said, we won the draft. I don't care what else happens. We won the draft. He has an awesome last name. We had drafted DJ Turner, whose name is Juan Drago in the second round and then in the third round who do we take jordan freaking battle who i i believe was your favorite player in the draft because of madden is that true yeah yeah he uh i drafted him as a uh back in madden 20 uh we did a 2023 draft and or it was either 23 or 20 it was probably 23 um and he i drafted him and he was my free safety. I drafted him like 28th overall. Because um, at the time in 2019, 2020, he was supposed to be like probably the best free safety coming out of the draft. And um, obviously his stock fell a little bit since then because Brian Branch was obviously the better safety at the time. But um, dude was a stud on Madden. Best, best safety I ever had. Put him with Minka. Great. Um, crazy dude had 106 it was a pick six 106 yard pick six in the super bowl and then from there on he was just a stud and um oh, yeah i mean my, it, it, my it, joy is unmatched it's, it's it's very very disappointing for me because you know obviously i wanted him to go anywhere else but an afc north team but at this point i've just accepted that all of my madden players are cursed because kyle hamilton was a stud for my buddy connor who had him on madden and uh, he also played safety, I believe. And Kyle Hamilton is now a Baltimore Raven. And then my favorite player, Jordan Battle, free safety, arguing with Kyle Hamilton, obviously, ended up going to the Bengals. So now I told Connor, because we both had Brew McCoy, who is a Tennessee Volunteers wide receiver, and Jane Daniels, who is the current LSU quarterback. He had him on both. He had uh, Jane Daniels and I had Brew McCoy. I said, I guarantee for some reason that both of those players are going to go to Cleveland next season um, just because it's just cursed. We're just cursed. Like, I, none of these players are meant to be anywhere near Pittsburgh. I'm just thankful that Jordan Addison, who was probably my second pl favorite player in the draft, ended up going to Minnesota because I have nothing against Minnesota. They're a purple, cool team. They got nice colors. Um, I like the Minnesota Wild. Um lagged again oh man well i love the jordan battle pick i even besides it upsetting chess i mean come on this is beautiful i mean so some Bengals fans when this happened they hated it they were like what the heck are we doing why are we only drafting defense i was like this makes sense it makes sense to me because um First of all, we need to draft defense because we're paying everyone on the offense. So we're going to have to replace some people eventually on the defense. Uh, probably Hendrickson. I'm thinking uh, Hilton, maybe another one who goes. I think Hubbard stays, but DJ Reader is probably another key piece that leaves that we need to replace. 
Jordan Battle's our Von Bell replacement because everyone's sold on, not everyone, but I'm, I'm not personally sold on this yet, but da- everyone's sold on Dax Hill going to the safety position. He was drafted in the first round last year as a Jesse Bates replacement. I'm not sold on that yet. I am wondering if we could keep him at corner, maybe run a dime package as well, especially against Patrick Mahomes because that holds him up a little bit. But I don't know about Nick Scott, who we brought in from the Rams. So having depth at that position is phenomenal, in my opinion. We have Tyson Anderson from last year, too. I mean, we can do whatever we We can plug and place whatever we want now. We got Jordan Battle. He could be a starter, in my opinion. He seems like a great player. Um, if Von Bell is his ceiling, that's great. That's phenomenal. That's what we need. I trust in Lou. Um, I think the other Bengals fans should also trust in Lou. I This is my favorite pick of the draft so far, uh, with Charlie Jones from Purdue being second, and it's not even like close because I just see Charlie Jones as a special teams piece right now unless he ends up being good enough to replace Tyler Boyd. But Jordan Battle, I mean, I talked to a guy who we both know. He played on Jordan Battle's basketball team, and I asked him, I said, hey, is he a good teammate? Like, how is this guy? He said he's an extremely hard worker. He's a great – he was very athletic, very strong, and he's a great teammate. So hopefully he maintained that um, credibility on the team. I I love the pick. He's my favorite pick of the draft Uh, so far. He's a very good guy. Um, Yeah, I mean, he just – I've been following him on Instagram for a couple years now. He seems like very down-to-earth, lighthearted guy, Um, just an overall just – solid dude and and i'll never forget when that friend that we both know he uh i was sitting in the car two years ago and he was like yeah you watch a lot of college football because i was i was heading back for a couple of games because it was kenny pickett's super senior year and i was heading back a lot very high on kenny and uh he was like yeah do you you know college players and i was like yeah and he was like yeah um do you know jordan battle and like i literally lost my mind because it was literally only like a year out from the madden thing because I, when we were playing, it was 2020, and Madden 20, obviously, and it was during the COVID years, 2019, 2020 era, because we got the Madden, like, in November, and um, and we played it through COVID and all those months. So Jordan Battle was, like, a very big part of my team, and I think the Madden servers are since down now for Madden 20. I haven't gone on and checked, but Jordan Battle will always have a special place in my heart on that Seattle Seahawks. You, team that won eight Super Bowls. Do you see him as a Von Bell type guy? Do you think he can? I think he can, based on what I've watched. Um, yeah, just minus like some aspects of Von Bell, but yeah, I, I think that, um, I think that he could be a. He's going to be a very, honestly, I think you guys got a diamond in the rough. The fact that he isn't like as high as people are projecting him to be, I think he is going to be a lot better than that third round projection, that third round draft. I think he is going to be a. He's going to feel like a first-round talent, in my personal opinion. I mean, I just by watching him play, like, I feel like he always got overshadowed by Branch and just, like, you know, just Alabama in general doesn't always shadow their defense. They always shadow the offense. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just how it is. But I think Jordan Battle just might be a very good player to help buff up your defense that really doesn't need a ton of help but just needed some additions. And, I mean, just give him some time. Obviously, you know, they're going to have to work through some kinks and just different things like that. But I, I think that um, I think you got a solid guy. And 
I have family in Cincinnati, and you're a Bengals fan. I'm a huge Jordan Battle fan. I'm not a Bengals fan, but I'm willing to rep a shirt for the player because I have a Melvin Gordon hoodie in my closet that I don't wear anymore. That's a Chargers hoodie. Am I a Chargers fan? No, not at all. But I really liked Melvin Gordon at the time. And then immediately when I bought the hoodie, he immediately sat out for half a year. I felt like it was a curse. So... I'm hoping maybe if I buy the shirt of Jordan Battle that he doesn't do bad for you guys. I'd rather see him succeed than do bad. He's going to be picking but, off Kenny Pickett. Don't you worry. Who's who's your favorite well, pick that the Steelers have made? Honestly, you know, I think I, I really like that they traded off for Broderick Jones in the first round. I, I think that was just a – we needed tackle help, and I, I was expecting us to go with Joey Porter. But when they traded up, I, I was like kind of – taking it back a little bit because I was um, I was just kind of sunk because I was like, you know, who are they going for? I thought they were just going to draft Joey Porter. And then they went and got Broderick Jones. And I was like, you know what? I really like that because we really need, you know, tackle help. You're, you're building up that picket fence, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, so is, oh is what God. they're calling it. That's what they're calling it. <laughs> so, you said picket um, fence? <laughs> yeah. Is that a thing? Is they're that a thing you guys fence. say? Yeah. Uh-huh. That's stupid. That's stupid. Okay, fumble in the jungle. Yeah, that was when we. What do you mean fumble? Okay, I didn't like that name. First of all, that was not the name okay. I was rooting for. Andrew yeah, Gillis like, told us that is the one that the defense chose for it. Okay, literally everybody in the NFL has their weird things that they do. I'm not gonna lie. Picket the fence. AFC. Okay. The only thing, okay. You also, know what a picket fence gonna... is? It is a white fence with a bunch of holes in between the pieces of wood. So, yeah, okay, yeah. fine. That's what you guys are building. Yeah, we're building a picket fence. With It'll a bunch of holes in it. Got it. Okay. Yeah, but the holes um, aren't as big of holes as you think they are. They're going to be good. So, but yeah, that's it. They're calling it that. Dude, his name's Kenny Pickett. What else did you expect from that? <laughs> But, like, you can't tell me that in the NFL they don't have weird things that they think, do. I, I'm not going to lie. Whenever I whenever I hear Cleveland go on, on stage, when I heard them go on stage yesterday and they started barking, I was like, I, I don't understand. They're the Browns. They're not Bulldogs. Like, I get that they're the dog pound. They're the I dog pound they're, with their elf know, at center field. Yeah, and, and they're barking. And it doesn't the, – the whole organization doesn't make sense. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> I just – I'm glad Jordan Battle didn't go there because at least you guys kind of make sense. <laughs> like they're it, it they're makes... named after a guy who was best known for coaching the Bengals, and it's uh, yeah, and his son owns the Bengals now. So, <laughs> but... yeah, I just it, it, like, but it just doesn't make sense. But then, like, and then you go to Jacksonville and they yell like Duval or whatever. They're like Duval or whatever they say and it's just like every every team has their weird thing that they do. So you so, like you like Broderick Jones pick more than Joey Porter Jr. You know, I I'm I like Joey Porter Jr. I think it's a great like coming home type thing, you know, Joey Porter obviously linebacker Steelers played for the Steelers, great, you know, little generational talent type thing where he's coming in like a generation, not generational, generation type talent where he's, you know, It'd be like if we got Kenny Pickett Jr. in like 30 years. And I wanted literally players. any other team to take him. I, hey, man, I wanted Jordan Battle to go any other team but an AFC North team. But honestly, I thought about it, and I said, you know what? I'm glad it's not Cleveland, and I'm glad it's not New England. Hey, man, hallelujah. That's what you guys I already I, got George Pickens, which is Carl Pickens' okay. son from who played for the Bengals. 
Yeah. And now you've got like, Joey listen, Porter Jr. You might as well yeah, have taken Will Anderson, been, too. Well, Joey Porter Jr., you, you should have expected because, like, he had been visiting with the Steelers. If he would have fallen, and he did, you should have known that they were going to draft him. Because, but they wanted, but I like the Broderick Jones thing because they didn't just, like, settle into the hype and just say, okay, we're going all in on Joey Porter in the 17th pick. Because they ended up getting a tackle that is going to be a stud, and then they still got Joey Porter because he fell. I mean, I think it just, if, I think that the thing was is, like, the guys, like, I remember looking at the comments and on Twitter and stuff like that, they had said that they wanted um, Brian Branch to fall to the Steelers. Like, a lot of these Steelers fans wanted that. I was like, okay, well, that would be kind of cool. But we haven't even gone to safety at this point. Like, we haven't even gone that route at all. But, like, it would have been cool and everyone was, like, calling Omar Khan a magician if that happened. Now, I think Joey Porter falling to the 32nd pick is kind of crazy. I was expecting him to go a lot higher. But, I mean, I definitely think there was a lot of solid cornerbacks in the draft in the first round potential that could have went. And, honestly, I think Joey Porter might be really good. But I like the Broderick Jones, uh, Broderick Jones pick okay. a lot more personally. So okay, I can get behind that. I just really didn't. I didn't want to hear the fucking. They're gonna be all about oh Joey Porter Jr. His dad well, played also, for the Pittsburgh Steelers <laughs> and da, 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 da. Well, I'm not. I was. It, it felt more like uh, the Steelers always love to do some sort of like pick like that. I mean, they they try their best to either do a Pitt Penn State guy. Somebody that has a connection here, they they love their homeboys, and I and I love that. And I mean, granted, like last year, even for example, the generational thing that they did was it was like instead of like waiting because Kenny Pickett probably would have fell, they drafted him like seventeenth overall or twentieth overall, twenty first last year, twenty first draft Kenny Pickett, Pittsburgh Steelers. Like it's it's cool, and I like that. And I and and, but like it's one of those things where it's like Steelers do that every year. They they drafted James Conner, you know, the whole cancer story for hit when he had cancer and then he came back blew up the stats got drafted in the third or fourth round by the Steelers it's the same gist it's like you know and and these players end up being really good obviously like James Conner was great when you know when he played here and and Kenny Pickett's only played one season and he shows promise so but it's just it, it I, the Steelers tend to do that every year and I'm sure next year there'll be some sort of pick guy or some sort of connection somewhere along the way that is going to cause them to draft a player at some point in the draft. It's, it's just how the Steelers are. And you should have expected Joey Porter to go there. If the NFL is not scripted, um, it, you know, you should have expected the Steelers to have uh, be picking Joey Porter at that point. I but did, at one I point, did. I did read a report that day, yesterday afternoon, that the Steelers were considering trading the 32nd overall pick. Well, they didn't. So, But they didn't end up tra- trading it. So they wanted that Joey P. One last thing that I want to talk about is Mr. DeWand Jones out of Ohio State, I believe. He was an offensive tackle. He ended up being drafted in the fourth round by the Dog Pound that we just talked about. Dog Pound with their elf in the middle of the field. Of course, that is the Cleveland Browns. Um He was a guy who we had mocked going in the first round. A lot of people had him going to the Bengals in the first round. Uh, Big guy. I think he's like six foot eight, um, 300 and some pounds. And everyone was like, why is this guy falling? Especially on Bengals Twitter. They were like, why why are we not getting this guy? This guy, come on. And I was like, there's got to be a reason. This guy, I mean, 31 other teams are passing on him too. It's not like it's just the Bengals. 
Yeah. Well, apparently, I did some digging. I did. I brought out the shovel, and he is apparently over 400 pounds right now, refused to work out at his pro day, and has character and attitude issues. So if you were wondering why your mm. team did not draft Dewan Jones, that's I... probably why. Um, I After reading that, I'm glad the Bengals didn't draft him. Yes, we have problems at right tackle. Yes, Jonah Williams doesn't want to play right tackle. Yes, Dewan Jones may have maybe been a good guy to have at that position, but I personally don't want that type of thing in the locker room. I don't want the guy who, A, apparently didn't care enough to keep his weight in a healthy manner for the draft, the biggest day of his life, arguably, and he didn't care enough to do his personality reviews, didn't have respect or something. Like, I, I don't want that, really. I mean... I, liked, I think the guys that we have right now in Cincinnati are better than having to deal with that. Because you could have a situation where he just is like, oh, you're going to bench me? Okay, then I'm not going to practice or something. Like, something stupid. Who knows what's going to happen with that. And Cleveland took him. And that's a Cleveland Browns move if I've ever heard one. Yeah. So, I mean, would you, do you want to – is this the type of guy you want to add to your picket fence? No, no. And I, I'm glad we didn't draft him. We got, we got, we got our Broderick Jones here, and I, I, I didn't think <coughs> we needed another. I mean, it, and you know, the, honestly, kind of thinking about this, it kind of reminds me of the story whenever we we traded up and we got Broderick Jones. A lot of people on Twitter were like, "Well, we really passed up on Christian Gonzalez. Gonzalez was still there. Oregon cornerback, like he's still there. Like should have gotten him. Blah 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 blah." turned out there was a report that said that Christian Gonzalez had a pretty lackluster interview or meetup with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And, mm. um, and like, it didn't really um, strike them one way or another to go after Christian Gonzalez because, like, they felt like he, he just lacked something, you know, the, the meeting didn't go well. And if, and if, and if the Juan Jones literally had a bunch of bad meetings – with just a bunch of nobody's gonna want him, and, and, and like, don't get me wrong, like you gotta know that some of these GMs talk. It's like, oh, for okay, sure, yeah, maybe oh, they're not. Yeah, I mean, you know that. I mean, they're not gonna be like, oh, this is who I'm gonna be picking, but I'm sure they're gonna be like, you know, that did you talk to Dewan yeah, Jones? Yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, how did he act with you? Oh, he was aloof. Yeah, yeah, the... he was aloof with me too. Like he didn't seem like he cared. Oh yeah, well at least you know, and like it might not be like the Steelers talking to the Browns or the Bengals, you know, mm -hmm. GM, but it might be like just the Steelers guy talking to like, you know, the Rams or like, did you talk to him just, yeah. just out of curiosity? Oh yeah. So I mean, I'm sure they talk. Oh, they and definitely. I'm sure do. they probably. So I'm sure it was passed along that it was like, yeah, this guy might not be the move. The Lions GM prank calls people during the draft. <laughs> so they're all like, he's done that for a few years. They're all, they're all buddies with each other. I mean, uh, so I'm sure they've talked. Yeah, That's no, awesome. they, I mean, they're not like, they're not saying, Hey, we're going to take this guy at the fourth pick, but they're probably saying like, yeah, we've looked at this guy. This is what we've noticed, especially the guys that aren't in the same conference. Yeah. I mean, come on. I'm sure they, I'm sure they talk all the time. And I'm sure, like I said, that's probably where like, you know, some of these players were like some of these players, depending on, and it might've been the same thing with Will Levis. I mean, maybe some people just kind of like, 
swayed like Tennessee maybe to wait like maybe the Titans had talked to some uh, some like maybe like the New Orleans Saints or something where they were just like oh did you guys talk to Will Levis and they're like you know um yeah you know we did but like Will Levis you know he just kind of his personality is a little weird yeah personality is huge chemistry is huge especially on the O-line that's a huge well yeah people underestimate that you need to know like Having an O-line that gets along, that's why when, oh, was it Ted? It was one of the guys they signed last year. I think it was Ted Karras or Lael Collins, when, one of the two. As soon as they got there and Joe Burrow had them all come over to his house and everyone on the O-line, they came and they hung out and Joe Burrow had dinner for him and all that. I love that because that means you're starting your friendships right away. They're getting to know each other. That is huge. Chemistry is greatly underappreciated and if you've got a guy especially at the tackle position who the other guys don't like it's like what are we doing here like well yeah because like well the thing is is like it's key because if if you want to be protected like if joe burrow wants to be protected by these o-linemen you got to be friends with them come on you can't tell me that like you would go out of your way and break your back and like hurt yourself to protect a guy that you're not really that friends with. Mm-hmm. Like, granted, you want to win, but, like, when you have that sort of bond and that friendship with a player, especially a quarterback and an O-lineman, that O-lineman is going to do everything in their possible power to make sure that you don't get hurt. And they are going to play to their best of their ability. But then you have those lackluster linemen that, like, don't have that friendship or, like, don't care. <laughs> and And that's why, like, it's so important to bond with every one of them because – and that's why I think, like, for so many years, different O-lines were so good. I felt like, you know, just just different players, like, different quarterbacks and stuff, just bonding with their linemen is huge. Mm-hmm. It is unbelievably huge. So chemistry is big. It really is. I mean, just... it's, there's no way to sugarcoat it. And I, I think a lot of times these team players and a lot of these players and different things in the draft just – I think the reason they're falling, just their personality and their chemistry. And that's... maybe – and just – so many other different things so so many well, different things um that's all i've got for today's show we're almost at an hour here so we're doing pretty good uh anything more you want to add real quick um no i mean i mean yeah I, the jordan addison went to minnesota i talked about him stephen bennett rams um jordan uh, battle cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> um uh carter warren Jets, Israel Bandicana, Jets, two pit players going to the Jets, fourth and fifth round. Pretty pretty crazy. I told I just texted Stan got a like from him. Yeah, I Stan texted me too. Yeah, so um but yeah, I, I think that's it. I think a lot of my players I have that I were really high on, I think are uh all all picked now. I think there might be a couple pit players left, but we didn't really we didn't really talk about him, but I asked Andrew Gillis about the Miles Murphy pick, the Bengals' first round pick. I said, "What do you think?" He said, "It's a solid pick." So it's got the Andrew Gillis seal of approval. So uh, that's good. But that's that's all for today's show. We'll probably talk about the rest of the picks on Monday. So tune in for that. Um, thank you for yeah. And real, whoa, real quick, oh, what, what do you got? What do you got? What do you got? Breaking news! Breaking news! I was gonna say if any, well, not breaking news. Number, I wish I had breaking news. Okay, no breaking news. But I was just gonna say for any listeners out there that want to, you know, that want to discuss more or less about a player that 
their team drafted or how they feel about a player, you know, you can comment or mm-hmm. you can email us at bullmoosepodcast2 at gmail.com. <laughs> but um, I will let Josh do in the spiel, but I would love to, you know, hear what your guys' reactions are to your teams picking these players or if there's just a player or a team that you want to talk about their draft, like if you want us to talk more about Detroit or if you want us to talk about, you know, how well we think Tennessee did or any of these teams, just let us know. Shoot us a comment or shoot us a DM or a email. So, but yeah, take it away, Josh. That's right. So thank you for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed, please remember to like, comment, and subscribe. We can be found anywhere you listen to podcasts and on YouTube at No But Show. Our social media pages are nobuts underscore show on Instagram. That's nobuts underscore show on Instagram and nobuts show on TikTok. My Twitter is Josh underscore butts underscore 2001. Been very busy on there. And if you would like to reach us, as Chuss said, you can email us at bullmoosepodcast2. That's the number two at gmail.com. Finally, our merch shop where you can find all the cool stuff to support the show, such as this tank that says God is great, beer is good, football's fun, and chess is toxic. The link will be in the description. Go ahead and help us out. Buy something. It will uh, helps us support the show. It helps me convince my parents that this can become a full-time gig. So help me out. Help chess out. That would be really cool. I mean, you don't have to buy anything expensive. Just buy something. But uh, once again, if you enjoyed today's show, like, comment, subscribe. Until next time, go do something nice for someone.